0: Welcome to flourish where we explore how to nurture coach and inspire the children we love to let their genius thrive I'm your host Diane planet our goal is to reach a global community with a common interest in raising the children we love and bring out their exceptional talents today I'm talking about food and how easy how easy it is to set the foundation for your children on healthy eating how cooking and enjoying the fruits of your labor is fun and rewarding how there is a science to baking how patience and time is required there's that word again time well when you're cooking with your child you get to spend a lot of time with them and it's just awesome it's a wonderful way to create together We all have to eat. Why not make it an event whenever possible? Think about it as we continue our exciting adventure together. (laughs) For my son Nicholas and me, one of the things we did when we were cooking is we created the crazy cooking show. We didn't have an audience. We didn't even have a camera on us. And there was definitely no live video feed to Facebook but we did have a lot of fun together. And we would just host the show, standing behind our island in the kitchen and staring into space and just making it fun and exciting and different. Our show would start out something like this. Hello, and welcome to the Crazy Cooking Show. I'm Mommy. And then Nicholas would say, I'm Nicholas, and today we're making scrambled eggs. Now I know that doesn't sound fancy, but when you're learning to cook, you need to start somewhere. So if it was Saturday morning and we were feeling foolish, we would make our breakfast into an event. It's also a great way to teach my child a new skill without it being considered work, without it being boring, without it being like, oh, mom, it's fun. And we created this show in our minds. It's amazing how much better food tastes when you make it from scratch. How we could do something together that was fun and didn't cost any more than the price of the food we were going to eat anyways. We like our scrambled eggs fluffy, served with a fresh fruit like strawberries, toast, orange juice for Nicholas no pulp, coffee for me, and a little cheese Yes, sometimes we'd grate some cheese for the scrambled eggs. Cooking does take time though, and good timing. We would tell our audience each step. Put on the coffee, set the table with all the condiments, wash your fruit, get the toaster ready, as you want your food to be nice and warm. All at the same time. Two eggs per person, cracked in a bowl, mixed with a little water or milk to make it frothy. Frying pan ready with a dollop of butter. The pan handle directed away from you so you won't bump into it. And actually, that's something I learned in junior high school in home economics. And it's stuck with me ever since, and it makes so much sense. So, thank you, my home economics teacher, for that tidbit. Eggs in the pan, spatula on hand, grated cheese prepped for the top of the eggs once they were ready. Now it was time to put the toast down and butter at the ready. Since the eggs are cooked, we'd sprinkle the cheese on and put a lid on so the cheese could melt. And it was just enough time between the toast being ready and the eggs being ready that piping hot breakfast, just on time. Can you imagine how this turned into a show for us? cereal wouldn't take nearly as much time or preparation and it would not make for an interesting show slowly pour your fruit loops into the bowl (laughs) no we also like our food to look good and we would plate our breakfast with say a strawberry which would make a nice colorful accoutrement maybe add a, a garnish on top of the eggs like some fresh chives cut from the garden, or dried even. It's just a nice little greenery that is flavorful but not overpowering. And then what a beautiful plate it made. Food always tastes better when it looks beautiful on the plate. Think about when you go to a restaurant. Oh, they know what they're doing. We wanted to capture all of the senses so they could collaborate in anticipation of the first savory mouthful the colors should contrast not compete with one another hence this strawberry splash on the plate completed a brilliant hue without the plate feeling crowded all happiness depends on a leisurely breakfast that's a quote by John Gunther and what a wonderful way to start the day When you have the time, and you can play a game, and have a crazy cooking show. I'd love to hear from you if if you've ever tried this yourself. So depending on the season would depend on how we set the table. Because the table would have been set prior to the show starting, so we wanted to make sure everything was in order. And in summer we would set the table with bright colorful napkins and i have these cute little clay flower pots really tiny tiny flower pots with the bottom uh cut out of them and you put the napkin through that so it was kind of a a fun little accent i love flowers and i would always go out into the garden and and cut a few fresh ones or maybe if it was winter time and snow covered ground i would go to the cedars or the spruce tree and and cut a little bit of greenery just for a nice accent. Or maybe just even look around the house. What can we decorate our table with this morning to make it really pretty? I try not to overshadow the food with my table setting as the idea is to make the meal shine while providing a pleasant dining experience. I went a little crazy this past Thanksgiving and it turned out to be a really pretty table but the food oh my gosh it was so good back to the crazy cooking show another favorite of ours was pancakes and nicholas was an expert at making flying saucers he was an expert at making happy faces with blueberry eyes and bacon mouths and whipped cream hair it was fun and creative I got a little crazed with pancakes and pancake themes and pancake seasons and the shape of pancakes. I love to make different shapes of pancakes and would use cookie cutters. I later found some that were designed specifically for pancakes in the shape of dinosaurs. A heart for Valentine's Day, a maple leaf for Canada Day, and little... Gingerbread boys and girls for you know Christmas time and it was so much fun. I mean Look around. Do you have a cookie cutter at this time of year? That's maybe shaped as a witch or a pumpkin or Well, even a leaf. Yes, because it is fall and See how your child reacts or introduce your own cooking regime with different shapes, because it doesn't have to just be pancakes. You can cut anything into a shape. Maybe it's a sandwich. Maybe it's a little surprise in the lunchbox. Get creative. It's super fun. So the crazy cooking show evolved over time, and we would really enjoy the seasons. The pièce de résistance was the gingerbread house, but the gingerbread house didn't start at Christmas. No, no, no. It started with Halloween. We needed to bring something in for the party in kindergarten, and we dressed up, and we made a gingerbread house. But not a boring gingerbread house. Oh, no, no, no. This was something we created together over time. Usually over about a month, depending on the scope of work. The architecture of the house would vary from year to year and sometimes they were fabulous but sometimes they were a little crooked but that didn't matter to us we enjoyed the journey and didn't worry if we had to take a different direction we would take inspiration from different candies and different themes sometimes we would start with the landscape and then decide what the house should look like with the first haunted house the first gingerbread house that we ever made We started with the landscaping. We made a fence out of pretzels and the ground was blacked, crushed Oreo cookies. We found jelly monsters that would hide in the graveyard with their tombstones made of grain wafers. And guarding our home were four pumpkin heads sitting atop tiger ice cream flavored candy sticks. We made ghosts out of meringue and gave them little green beady eyes and skulls in orange. It was really neat when you start looking around, going to the grocery store or the candy store or the dollar store, whatever store you buy at, you can find something to inspire your creative gingerbread house at Halloween. When building a gingerbread house, it's important to have a really solid foundation. And that's where the science of baking comes in. Because when you are baking, you really need to mind what ingredients, how many ingredients. You can't just throw in an extra teaspoon of baking powder or your gingerbread house will be a little flat. And you need durability, like with a shortening, but you also need flavor because somebody might be eating that gingerbread house. And we loved a really dark, dark molasses um, we would add ginger, cloves, nutmeg, cinnamon, and I mean, can you just smell that? Can you just smell that waving through the air? It's just divine. You want to make sure your dough is really nice and smooth. Undermix, and it'll just be crumbly and more landscaping for the graveyard, I guess. <laughs> if you get it really nice and smooth and not too much baking powder, And use a nice shortening then you will have a beautiful product not only to work with but to eat. The most important step when we were working with the gingerbread is to make sure it was nice and chilled. If it's nicely chilled it's so much easier to work with. The minimum I'm gonna say three hours for happy dough. A lot of the times we would make it ahead of time And just keep it in the refrigerator in anticipation for a weekend marathon of baking and gingerbread house creating. Nicholas would design and bake with me every step of the way. So thank you, Nicholas, for indulging your mother. And we would never, nothing goes to waste. When you're dealing with gingerbread, nothing goes to waste. You can always create something else. Any excess dough would be turned into shingles, or maybe just more cookies to eat. When we were ready for assembly, that's when the real work began. Patience is vital when it comes to gingerbread house assembly. And depending on the size of the gingerbread house, again, we might take a couple of days to assemble it, or a couple of hours, depending on how much time we had that day. Royal icing is the magic glue that holds everything together, and it's so simple. Icing sugar, egg white, or powdered meringue, and water. So you'll you'll play with that and get the right consistency, so you'll hold up the walls and take your time, because patience is everything when you're constructing. I feel the powder makes for a firmer icing, personally. So glue the foundation down, and... Maybe find a cutting board or a mat that you can wash afterwards and then start building the walls up gradually. Let the icing set firmly before you put on that last piece of roofing. For us, we found a lot of things out the hard way, as usual, (laughs) on the best strategy. So sometimes we would actually decorate the pieces before we put the house together because maybe we wanted to put a little bit more detail on the roof per se, and it was easier to work on it uh, as a flat surface versus on the diagonal. So find out what works best for you, but it is so much fun. Go exploring different stores. Go buy candy you've never even heard of before, but it might look cool on your gingerbread house. And at Halloween, holy moly, there's a lot of candy out there. Whatever you decide to do, plan it out. We, we planned out our gingerbread house and we took our time and when we did, it became a masterpiece. And when we didn't, it became more of a shack. So, I'm just gonna say that out loud. <laughs> and what better way to use all your basic senses? You see, feel, hear, smell, and taste the food you're creating. And now, The minute I smell gingerbread, oh, I smile. I smile from ear to ear. I'm grinning right now. (laughs) Memories of all those gingerbread homes and the time well spent with my son. Maybe that's the Proust effect. Have you heard of that? It's, It's when there's a specific odor, a smell that triggers a strong memory. It's sort of like when I smell a certain perfume that my mother always wears, I think of her. So yeah, I think that might be the Proust effect. We would also make fun little cupcakes for school and try our best. I'm not the best cake decorator, but we'd make them into witches. We'd buy some sugar cones and add little hats onto them and little eyes and licorice whips for mouths. It was fun. It doesn't have to be an expensive endeavor either. Start small and build up. Cooking is less expensive than eating out. Baking your own little cupcakes is less expensive than buying them. And then you can create. You can get imaginative and you can have fun with the whole experience. You know, Paul Prudhomme used to say that you don't need a silver fork to eat good food. And I think he meant from that you don't need monetary wealth in order to enjoy good food. Food is one of those commodities that is still affordable, thankfully. It is so easy to feed a child nutritious food, food that's going to fill their tummy, food that's going to start them off for the day. And that's also why the Crazy Cooking Show is so much fun because not only did we create this imaginary show and enjoy our time together, but we would actually look at the economies of scale. And I think Nicholas is now really cognizant of that because he's in university and he's cooking his own food. And yes, he likes to eat out every now and then, but if he makes a couple of eggs, and has a banana or half an avocado and a piece of toast in the morning, that's good filler food. And it's good for your brain, and it's good for your body, because how can you think if you're hungry? How can you think if you get growly because you're hungry? How can you think if you're just tired because you have no energy because you're hungry all the time? Over time the recipes would get a little bit more involved, We no longer needed the crazy cooking show in order to motivate us to cook together. We simply just did it. And sometimes Nicholas would plan the menu. My favorite was eggs in a cloud. And yes, it looks just like it sounds. This beautiful, beautiful frothy egg in this cloud of egg whites and, well, I'm I'm gonna post the recipe online at the flourish.mom website. And you can try your own hand at it. It's, it's really worth the effort. Halloween is just around the corner. Have you ever tried making a haunted gingerbread house? Do you have a story to share where fun happened in the crazy kitchen of your home? Where maybe you created your own show? Wow, in this day and age, maybe you have a, a, a live feed on Instagram or something. I would love to hear about it. Do you like to dress up for Halloween and create your own costumes? Maybe volunteer in the classroom? Really get involved. It is so much fun. We, we love to prepare our pumpkins and roast the seeds and make pies. It is just, well, it's, it's one of those holidays that I think should be worldwide. Because once you've experienced it, you're like, yes, I want to do this even if you don't celebrate halloween maybe you like cosplay or comic con or blizzcon or just dressing up as your favorite character in one of these games it's fun to dress up as these fictional characters or disney character whichever character that resonates most with you and have traditions like making a gingerbread house even for halloween and yes Sometimes we'd save it for Christmas time, that's true. I raised a very gifted child and feel so fortunate that I continued to listen to not only myself, but him and his needs. Over time, a solid foundation was built, not only in academics, but in life and life skills. And it's very important because cooking is a vital life skill and it should be fun and enjoyable and it's so fulfilling you get to enjoy what you made and that that's a great experience so thank you for listening i really appreciate how you spend your precious time with me if you would like to support the show please go to the flourish.mom website and click on the patreon link and i really need more subscribers my show so please subscribe and share the show together we can reach a global community with a common interest of nurturing coaching and inspiring our children we are all born with a gift we are all born with purpose life's journey is to hone and develop that gift as purpose changes within Thank you, Nicholas, for the music composition. I absolutely adore it, and I hum it, even when I'm not recording, so it's kind of fun. Thank you. And, you know, the other thing, oh, I'd be remiss not to mention Julia Child. Talk about a crazy cooking show. (laughs) She had this amazing voice, Julia Child used to say, if you're afraid of butter, you cream yes she trailblazed that French cooking and how fantastic it was and not to be afraid of butter don't be afraid of cream don't be afraid of natural ingredients everything in moderation and don't be afraid to cook it takes practice 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 and once you've mastered it oh Learning by doing and being able to eat your reward doesn't get much better than that. Live well, my friends, and I'll see you next week.